picture me rolling, Frank. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if you were going to start, if I was going to start, but uh, it was you because it's and, Al and Frank. Yes, and I'm I'm working hard to get the Frank like minimized. I want it to be Al. The Al Show also appearing Frank Caliendo <laughs> and sometimes little Frankie. And like, I like that I gave my whole last name too. You were just Al, like Madonna. And then I was <laughs> Frank Caliendo, like Madonna, Italian last name I can't remember. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot did to you, talk about today. We do. Really quickly, just a little personal question for you. Sure. Did you ever play around with any stage names or you were always Frank Caliendo? Did you ever go up as Frank C, like your first set? Or uh, I'm pretty uh, Caucasian. Uh, yes. <laughs> so going up as Frankie C... Uh, <laughs> I could have gone up as the mobster Frank Cali, but he just got offed. So I'm glad I didn't oh. do that. And my dad's name is Frank Caliendo, which my daughter's told me that I need to start pronouncing it Caliendo because that's how she says it. I'm like, Caliendo, Caliendo, whatever. Oh, she says Caliendo. I'm like, it's Caliendo. It's whatever you want it to be. It doesn't really matter. Just get the endo right. Um, <laughs> so uh, when we were, uh, when I was, go when I was going, I never, I never even thought of that. Did you? Were you going to go Big Al and the beef No, tones? not really. And that was the thing when I was coming up in comedy 14 years ago. Every black comic was going up as like little baby boy or you know little Smokey or something like that. Bruce, right. Bruce. Uh, there, there was, you know, there was a period and it happened in rap too, but then everybody changed over and started using their government name. That's so funny. Cause all, all the, uh, all the redneck comics, they were all out with jobs. Larry, the cable guy, <laughs> Bill, the uh, onion cutter. Yeah, there were there, everybody after Larry the Cable Guy. There was definitely a period where every comic was trying to label themselves like, "Hey, I'm the funny cop." They were doing or the classes, crazy construction worker. Yeah, they were doing classes in the South. Like, what's your job that you're going to tie your your comedy to? Uh, pretty pretty crazy. Well, speaking of crazy, uh, wonderful transition. Speaking of segues. <laughs> I don't know if it's that crazy, but the Mueller report came out, I guess, Friday. They delivered it like uh, you did in college when you had that one cool professor who was like, have it to me by 5 o'clock Friday or else you fail. Uh, they got the Mueller report in. Uh, I guess people digested some of it over the weekend. I don't know if it's available for the uh, regular folk like you and I to have read, but it looks like it. Uh, you know, we don't have all the details, but it looks like it's at least pretty good for Trump and not the... No, tremendous. It looks like it's tremendous for me, Al. It looks like <laughs> I've done absolutely zero wrong, exonerated, huge party, giant cake, Russian hookers popping out of it. It's going Wait, to be... Wait, what kind of hookers? Um... R rushing no, did oh. somebody said somebody said hookers i didn't i don't know what you're talking about where did that come from is there tape oh, on this I, I misheard you it's not like you said russian hookers not at all i said blushing lookers because oh. there is so much greatness appearing right now but that, I, that's my fault as a broadcast i didn't hear you correctly here's here's where um I was out of it for the longest. I kind of pay attention to the stuff in the background. And you and I had a little bit of this conversation before of I'm starting to see the news, unfortunately. And maybe it's always been like this, but I, a, a lot of it feels and it's not even sometimes it's not the actual news, right? It's opinion shows that are in on news channels and we don't always differ, differentiate what that is, right? Am, am I crazy on that? 
Not at all, because it says the word news as a Chiron, whether you're watching CNN or Fox yeah. or MSNBC. It's 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 it there. It's it's pitched to you as news and as facts. They say we have this report here, we have this here, and it is a lot of commentary. How do you how do you feel about that? Because I feel like everybody kind of complains about it. But if you didn't want that, you could go and watch like the news in Scotland or on the BBC that wouldn't be as slanted. But we all watch American news and we kind of all know what's going on. Well, because it gets the ratings, right? That's the, 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 the ratings are where the money's at and those shows get the ratings. But to me, it's become almost a giant pregame show for world events. And what is a pregame show? Speculation, like a sports pregame show. Speculation of what is going to happen without ever the event being completely done or knowing what's going to happen. In sports, that event has not happened yet, right? So you're guessing, mostly for gamblers, um, to help them out. Uh, and that's why people tune in for these shows on ratings. It's get up to the date moment on pregame sports shows. Uh, who's playing, who's not. Yeah, who's in, who isn't uh, for um, Fantasy League and stuff like that. That's a lot of the reason those shows get ratings and the personalities as well. But you don't know who's going to win in a sporting event. Now, news is supposedly already happened, right? News is not supposed to be predicting what's going to happen. I went to school for broadcast journalism, and it was all, they always told us, don't be the story report on the story now everybody is part of the story but the reason they're part of the story say, whoever told you that is unemployed now right that it's they're they're not they're not anywhere so yeah they're, they're still teaching a class uh an entry-level class uh <laughs> in uh you know speculation on on loss of employment so <laughs> i i worked it out to try and figure it out i'm gonna be honest with you i got lost there for a second but uh, in the news, like with, for example, with this Mueller report, and for like I don't know if I said this yet, but for the longest time, I wasn't even sure if his name was Mueller, Mueller, um, Mueller, yeah, <laughs> Mueller, Mueller. That's what he should. That's what Trump should do is Mueller, Mueller. Anyone, Mueller? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Miller. Well, I heard that this <laughs> Mueller's cousin. No, so uh, looking at this. Everybody's speculating about there's a there's a summary, right? And that's what they're going on. And there's a summary that's available to everyone. And then there's other stuff. But this for the last two years, it's all been speculation on the news. It's been two years of a pregame show. That's uh, exactly what it's been. Planning for what people thought was the decided outcome, basically one side or the other. And now one side is out there dancing around. Donald Trump's out there. Listen, this isn't the, the coolest thing in the world that I think Donald Trump could have done was said, OK, let's move on. What, I mean, to me, that would be the what I would do. And like that'd be a mic drop from me personally, instead of and he's not the only one who does it. the other side does it, too. But they go back and forth. And now it's a I'm triumphing over you kind of situation, right? So it's like spit in the other people's faces instead of you're never going to fix anything when it's two teams going against each other. And that's why I don't believe they actually want to ever fix anything is because they're just going to fight it out. And one one gets the upper hand for a little while until they make a bigger mistake. And then the other side goes up and then they're on top looking down. Right. That's it. It's just like, you know, as I was coming up to my place and I knew we were going to talk about this. You hit on the head. You were like, well, one side's going to feel like they won. The other side is going to feel like they lost. They're going to feel disappointed. 
And I just want to ask anybody listening, does this feel like anybody's winning? Right. Does it like when you look at news from other countries, you see how you know you know who's looking at it saying it winning? <laughs> Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I am yeah. winning. I am winning. Winning. Duh. <laughs> it's it, honestly though, it's just like I, I I look at other countries and they seem really boring, and I crave those days where every single day your leader, the person that you and the people in your country have all in some way or shape or form decided to lead your country isn't doing something erratic. And I understand that people are like, hey, I like Trump. He, he, you know, he trolls the libs and he tells them how it feels. Okay, but did, when, when the government was shut down for, for a month and a half, was that, did you feel like you were winning over Christmas? Does it feel like, does it feel like you're winning? And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know, uh, but it's just strange the the strength that people draw not not from their own successes but for the perceived miseries of others do you want to at some point at some point i want to get a mega trump supporter on because i'm 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 a live with whoever kind of person i just go all right this person got elected i see pluses and minuses but i would love to and and maybe you wouldn't want to do this or maybe you'd want to grill the person i love that but i'd rather i'd like to treat a person with dignity get a person on and say hey explain this listen not even your vote cuz i can i can i can understand where the vote from but i would love to hear what your thinking is when he does that and i think it's going to be some of the stuff that you're talking about and i'm i i want people to understand i'm not uh i'm not a liberal democrat i'm not a conservative republican i voted all over the place it depends sometimes i don't vote because i don't think i know enough and i put my i say you know if i'm just going to be checking boxes i'm like i i don't know i i feel like i'm the wrong person for this so i don't want people i always worry about that too because whenever i say i'm not you know you run into the resistance resistance people like the big time like they're like if you're if you're not against, you're with. I'm like, I don't believe that to be 100% true. Um, listen, I, all this, all this, trying to, two years of this speculation on the Mueller report, and I don't feel like we are anywhere different. Um, I feel like he probably did some stuff. I feel like everybody does some stuff that they, they shouldn't do. Uh, he might do more. I get it. Or have done more. It seems to be that's what a lot of his business practice has been. Um from hearsay, I guess that I'm getting, but listen, who, again, who am I to judge? I do a lot wrong too. So, uh, I, I, there are things that I have problems with in, with him, but like I always tell you about my grandpa that I bring back and it gives you a smile about my terrible grandpa. He was my grandpa. I, you know, he was, he was, he was racist and it was a different time too, but I knew he was wrong. I tried to tell him he was wrong. There's nothing I could do, but I, w- I was going to try and slowly teach him that he was wrong, but he never got it. And uh, he died with hatred for certain people just because they weren't him. So, um, I, but I believe if you don't try and bridge that and talk to people that are different than you, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. And in full transparency, I work with uh, some pretty staunch uh, Trump supporters some always Trumpers, uh, and they, uh, it's, we get along well, I would say, at work. Um, the family men, guys that I respect as far as I, I know. Um, you know, so I mean, I do have some suggestions in terms of some guys that we could bring on because I really do, I'm, I'm curious to hear 
the thought process, I think a lot of what we're going to hear, and obviously this is speculative, this is our pregame for our for our talk with our Trump supporter, but um, I think that they are able to compartmentalize everything that he does because he does the things that they want. It's like having a smoking hot girlfriend that's out of your league in every way, but she's a little nutty. You know, you go out of town and she's like, hey, I moved all the furniture from the kitchen into the bathroom. I don't know. I was just feeling weird and eccentric. And I did. And you're like, why would you do that? We have company coming over and you didn't you didn't unthaw the turkey. My boss will be here in an hour. But, you know, they do other things that you like. And so she's like, oh, she's really hot. And, you know, hey, she did hook up that hot tub party at our friend's house. <laughs> and so you have these. I think they're able to say, I don't like they're going to I think. And I want to run this back after we have the interview. I think a lot of them are going to say, please don't tweet, Mr. President. That's really embarrassing. Yeah. The convivi, the misspellings, the, the you know, the, the rhetoric. We don't like that. But of, they do like the Supreme Court appointees. They do like the wall. They do like that he's trying to get done what he said he's going to get done. And no matter how you feel about it, he's trying to get done his campaign promises. Right. And then before you move on, I just love that you said unthaw the turkey which you want to thaw the turkey, I believe. You don't want to unthaw the turkey, right? Yes. You want the turkey to thaw. Um, but that's Frank, a case in point. English, that, good am I. <laughs> that's a case in point where speech, it happens in speech. You do it in a tweet and it lives forever, right? Like yeah, we did yeah. it, it's silly and it's on the internet. We can talk about it. The tweet you do it, it just looks bad. And that's like Covife, right? That's, yes. that's Covife. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm waiting. That's what Trump should have done is he should have done like uh, after the the Mueller Mueller report came out, he should have been Covife. That's what it means. I'm Victory. just surprised that he doesn't hire like a comedy writer. There are a lot of uh, very conservative comedy writers that would love to write for Trump that could because he's he does troll people on the Internet. Uh, I think that he could, if, if he was entertaining, I, uh, I think know, he is entertaining to certain people though, that to, feel, not, that not feel wrong base. Yeah. yeah. Right. He could, he could be much broader, which I think is what president Obama did. Um, I, I think, I think Obama's closer to the center on some things, uh, uh, closer to the center from the left than Trump is from the right, uh, on some things, but it's, it's like. But again, if you're if you're a Democrat, you have a better chance of getting some Hollywood people on board to help you. They, nobody's nobody's out there. They, and you probably know I know quite a few comics who are maybe not conservative, but libertarian ish, like right. in that world a little bit, have some conservatives and they don't let anybody. Most of them don't let anybody know that. Um all right. So, was there anything else you had on on the Mueller? Uh, any more speculation? That well, we could well do? yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm sure uh, to after today, and especially this week, uh, we can touch on it again next week. Uh, but yeah, it's it's out, and uh, I'm anxious to hear all about it. Yeah, like uh, everything, I'd like to hear more details before I try to do what everybody's been doing the last. As soon as that thing hit, they were breaking into the NCAA games. That was it. Was in Duke, uh, UCF. With uh, Taco Fall and uh, I was going to call him Corliss Williamson, um, who played. I that, that, do you remember Corliss Williamson? Of course, played for Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. He was another. He was another big fella too. He was. He was supposed to be the next Barkley. He he played AAU basketball against a bunch of my friends. But they were breaking in to the NCAA basketball tournament with um, that Mueller report news. So I, th I found that pretty interesting. 
That's yeah, uh, interesting to see how it's going to play out. Uh, and since you mentioned basketball, my man Corliss Williamson, trying to think who else is on that team with him. Uh, man, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, a- it was years after the Oliver Miller, but they, right? It was Oliver yeah. Miller was there too, right? Yeah, that, he was, he was, there was a year. There are just these chunks of time. I thought you were going to say chunky guys. Well, he was a Oliver Miller was an eater. Oh, he uh, was big. Yeah, they, they, you know, they're just chunks of times where these random schools are good. Like Arkansas was good for a while. Memphis was good for a while. You just had these teams that, like, they're good for, like, three or four years, and then they just go right back into the tank. Remember when Seton Hall was good? Yeah. Like, well, in get, the late 80s? They get a player or two, and then other players come there. Memphis was good because Anthony Hardaway went there, right? That's right. St. John's, when Ron Artest went there. Yeah, they just had these teams. And then, uh, you know, St. John's is is nothing to talk about anymore, but – uh, well, basketball is, and what we're going to talk about is there's a fan that's complaining because he bought uh, some courtside tickets. Big ups to you. That's kind of dope. Uh, to see Giannis from the Milwaukee Bucks go head-to-head head with LeBron James from the Los Angeles Lakers. My uh, brought my Cavs a 2016 championship, and none of them showed. They both uh, rested. Uh, it was just a player rest game, so neither one of those guys played. And this guy, uh, as the kids say, was feeling some type of way about that. Frank, he was upset, feeling like he was um, he was duped. What do you think about that? Do we know how old this guy was? Do we have any? Uh, I remember reading the article. I got I gathered that he was in his late thirties, early forties. Okay, so if you're spending, it's seven grand, I believe seven thousand. Seven, seven stacks, bro, for one one seat, or that's two seats. I'm a set better be two seats for a regular season game. Let's let's give the forum the uh, let's just say that it's two seats. Just All right, so, so I don't get upset. You have to know you, if you're that big of a fan, a real fan, and everything's researched these days. I believe you, you go on um, a TripAdvisor, any of these orbits. Everything has ratings and stuff so you should if you're going to spend two hundred dollars on a hotel room most people spend a lot of time figuring out if it's the right hotel room it's weird how people will just go get sports tickets immediately um or maybe this person did research but the research that from what i have learned over the years is that march is a time where a bunch of nba players rest or they might be slightly injured and they take the time uh, that they have needed earlier because they know where they are. They know they're in the playoffs and it's time to... Or they know they're out of the playoffs. Or they know they're out, yes. And it's that's that's LeBron, believe it or not. Um, wow. Crazy, right? So $7,000, it's not... You have to be careful anytime you spend your money. And I understand the stars. You want to see the stars, but you're paying to see the teams, even though they market the stars. Um, so I do feel bad for the person because I would be, I've, I've gotten to, I've gone to some games that even for free and the star doesn't play. And I'm like, this sucks. Why am I here? This is what I wanted to see. Right. I could not imagine spending seven grand to see what essentially amounts to, as you texted me at one point, a playoff or a, a pickup basketball game. Um, right. If you don't know the guys, they're just really good pickup basketball players. Now, I think you and I are fans, uh, but, you know, I, I think about, you know, you have a son and a daughter. And, you know, if you you surprise either one of them and say, hey, we're going to see LeBron play, you know, and then you get there and you're hearing on the radio he's not going to be there. I mean, 
you and I can kind of rationalize like, hey, well, whatever. but I just I do think about, you know, there are some people that go to a professional sporting event once every five years, three times in their life. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is tough. But at the same time, I mean, I I think the way to fix this is to shorten the NBA season. But that's not going to happen because they make too much money. Um, so I, I wonder, is is this just something that eventually is going to lead us to getting an app on your phone that calculates algorithms that says there's a 36% chance that James Harden will not play this back-to-back against Milwaukee, Cleveland, and then the Chicago Bulls. I mean, usually star players will take one of those days off. And it's almost like, how do you want me to lie to you, Frank? Do you mean to say yeah. that 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 LeBron is uh, resting and he's doing fine? Or do you want me to say that he's dealing with a slight knee contusion that should be good in about 24 hours? And the league only allows players to – they don't really allow players to just take rests. There have to be reasons for it. Otherwise, the teams get fined. So they're, they they work on that. But it is – there's some tough – it's funny because the reason that people care so much and the players care, and I would care if I was a player too. I'm on the player side on a lot of this. Um, even though I'm also a fan and I get the fan side too, the players are worth multi-million dollar contracts. They're worth millions and millions. Look at what Isaiah Thomas did with Boston and cost himself tens of millions of dollars because he played through an injury. He should have just stopped and uh, not hurt it more. And But he, he did what all the fans would want him to do, and now he's completely screwed over compared to where he would have been with you know 40 50 40 50 million dollars more the other yeah, side you're talking about that yeah part of the reason the i think the tickets go up it's almost like we are talking with colleges and scholarships and and grants and all that type of stuff is the corporations and i'm not an anti-corporate person for just just the fact of being anti-corporate but corporations businesses will pay the money to go to get these tickets a lot of the time so they can raise the ticket prices and it's it's priced out of a lot of people's um, pocketbook, the, a lot of their price range. So it just that's the way, that's the way the world works, though. So you figure out ways around, figure out ways to go to game. I only went to two games maybe as a kid uh, until I was old, and then I remember going and seeing. Uh, this was when I was older, probably about 10, 15 years ago, going to see uh, Kyrie Irving with the. Uh, Cavs at the time, Cavs. and he was hurt, and the game was horrific. They were playing the Rockets. It was the most, and that at the Rockets at that time, Kevin McHale, I think, was the coach, but he might have been on the court. Uh, so <laughs> it was, and they still would have won. It was so just a boring, nothing game, and that was again. I didn't spend much money at all, uh, maybe you know a few hundred dollars for all the tickets for the family to go. We didn't have great seats or anything, but the game was just insanely boring because there was no star to watch. Um, so to get back to the point, I I feel for the fan, but it's in the end, it's always with everything. It's buyer beware. You don't know who's going to play. You don't waiting. I wait. I wait to the last second. I even wait to the day when I can to get tickets. And sometimes you pay more and sometimes you don't get them because, you know, it's the same thing uh, with a with a reservation somewhere. You you might uh, not uh, like a, a plane ticket, I should say. You buy it three weeks in advance. Um, I guess the plane's going to go, though. I, I don't have a good analogy, so we'll move on from there. Well, that's a tough one. Well, you, dude, Frank, you sent me a clip 
of this kid. I guess I didn't. I thought it was your nephew or something. What was that clip you sent? You said you think he, I have a? He's, he's six. He's six eleven. He's six ten and a half barefoot. He's about seven feet with uh, with shoes on, size nineteen shoe. But do you think I have? A six eleven nephew. You think anybody in my family goes above five eleven? Do you think that's possible? Frank, there are things called genetic abnormalities. How do you think the X Men started? <laughs> I uh, well, I do have a cousin who can shoot fire out of his eyes. There we go. That makes a lot. More Which sense. is a very weird. Just imagine if you were an X Man, but there were no bad guys, so you just had these powers, but they weren't really applicable to anything, unless there's like a Magneto. You don't really need claws coming out unless you want to be like Salt Bay. Well, no, he would be the greatest construction helper ever. Like when they have that giant magnet on a crane, like all the X-Men could do jobs. Like somebody could start, uh, uh, you put out forest fires. Somebody could um, st- do conservation. They could work together. And uh, one guy could uh, engulf the area in flames. The other one could keep the fire at bay. If we had some mutants that could do government jobs, we would be in a yeah. great, just unbelievable. We could just we. I think we should like send Storm to Buffalo just right in January. <laughs> like, can you give these people a couple of days of sunshine? They're they're getting buried over here. Yeah, and you can send Storm over anytime. Oh yes. Uh, so so he's not your nephew, but he no. can ball. He's a freshman. He's a freshman, going to be a sophomore next year. Like I said, six ten and a half, six eleven. Shoots from three-point range, 30-plus-inch vertical at 15 years old, 19 shoes, 7-2 wingspan. Um, he's unbelievable. I went and saw him play a little bit this weekend, and it was – they were playing a year up. They tried to play two years up, but they didn't want – they they only had four teams in that 17-and-under bracket, so he's playing 16-and-under and completely dominated. They have a couple other – they're the best team in Arizona, I believe, uh, they're Nike. Nike just brought a team. They have Nike hasn't had a team in Arizona in the prep school stuff, and um, they because of this kid, Nike's back in Arizona. That's what I they wonder expect from. why. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it, you show me clips of this kid, and uh, for the rest of this podcast, he is your nephew because I'm old, and in my head, he's your nephew, so he is. Uh, <laughs> he's not okay. He's my, yeah. All right. So he's. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I was thinking obviously this kid's gonna play pro barring some kind of Freaky. i couldn't imagine what would happen yes i don't even want to put that in the universe right. so i was you know every time luka Doncic, the the point guard the 19 year old point guard from uh the mavericks comes to denver I, I watch him i've seen him twice this year dominated both games and you know he turned professional at 15 years old and everybody's like they, we can't believe a rookie is playing like this but he's kind of not a rookie uh, obviously he's from overseas. I don't sound, uh, sounds German. I think he's German. I'm 99% sure he's German, but I don't want to say that without, uh, facts behind me. But I, mm-hmm. you know, I watch him play and he plays like a grown up because I'm sure that somebody just like when you sent me that clip of your nephew, you show, you see the, the, the talent there. But he's not so my he nephew. Was, I know. I'm okay, just I just got to live with it. I just got to live with it. Okay. He's going to be your uncle next podcast. He's my, he so, is, for the record, he is my, I should state this so people understand. He is my friend's son who is in the same grade but a different school uh, as my son. So they played on a flag football team together when they were 12 and 13, uh, that about that age. And Dylan, his name's Dylan Anderson. He was 6'5 at 13. Um, I think he was 6'5 at 12. 
and my son was five six. Just like your son. Yes, five. My son's five eight now, and that's huge in the Caliendo family. But that's who my fake nephew is. He's actually my friend's son, who played flag football with my son um, a few years ago, and I've just been following him ever since because I tried to buy stock in the kid when he was. Uh, 12 years old and it failed so yeah, all right continue just get some get some FaceTime with this kid right now so he remembers you on draft day you can sit at the table with him yeah uh for, so it, let's say you are ruler of the world which uh you make me call you when we're off air <laughs> uh when you when you that's it, just no <laughs> you're okay well i'll move past it edit all i'm saying is that that's, i know uh, what you're saying i just phone. okay <laughs> And I and I hacked it and put it there. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if, if it was up to you, I know we have educational standards. Would we pull? Would it make more sense? Let's say we're explaining this to an alien that had no concept of like laws and and what kids have to do in terms of educating themselves. What if an alien said, "Well, looking at the data, this kid has." a better chance of being a professional basketball player than anything else. I'm good. I'm sure he's good scholastically, but from the clip that I saw, I mean, this kid just, he's, he's a natural. He's just, some people just have it. He's only uh, been he's playing for, he's been playing for three years too, by the way. Yeah. That's, that's scary. Yeah. Okay. So with that said, he's already on the best basketball team in Arizona. He's already getting buzz from Nike. The na and the national more, team wants him. You know. Of course they do. Junior, junior but wouldn't nations. it be more prudent to pull this kid out of school and start training him for what his what is going to make him a ton of money right now. When I say training, not only training him with uh, with athletics, with high end uh, trainers and strength coaches, uh, all things that he could be doing while instead of sitting in a French lit class. Um, would that not be more prudent? I know people, but that costs money. Not everybody has that money, though, right? How do you 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 bet on the person to not to be straight pro? And then, well, I think I well, I'm sure Nike would have no problem setting up setting up a camp for it and taking care of kids like this for for what three or four years, and then once they become professionals at 18, 19, then kind of having that four years of uh, of history with them, and then saying, why don't you um, why don't you sign on to sell our shoes? But but then but what if they don't? Then they can't play in college. They can't get that free education. I guess you could guarantee, and that would be your backup from somebody like Nike or something like that, where they say, all right, the, the, even if you don't get a pro contract, your school is taken care of. This is all taken. I, yeah, I, I get it. It's also just kind of weird. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, it's not China where they tell you this is what you're going to be, right? That's, that's the weird thing is because parents would then be dictating what their kids are doing. In some cases, that would be good. In some cases, that would be scary. In some cases... With kids in tougher socioeconomic uh, situations, that's fantastic, right? Because you you don't have to do this under-the-table stuff that a lot of these colleges are doing um, where all of a sudden um, Uncle Mike has a, has a job for $112,000 a year. And right. uh, I don't know. I... I, I, don't, I don't even understand. I guess I'd have to know what the legalities are for going to high school. You have to go to school until you're at least 16. That's a good... You're even but saying... You are, you are allowed to drop out of high school. Right. At, at it, a certain age. Don't you have to go to school f through a certain age, though? I Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I wonder if that's the best way to do it. I think if you show extreme promise, because we do make 
exceptions and special situations. I mean, we do have people that graduate from Harvard at 14 and things right. like that. I mean, this kid is the physical equivalent to a genius on the basketball court. He's got right. at least that kind of promise. And I think anybody that watched this kid would say that. Now, I think because we've been indoctrinated, you and I needed to go to school to prepare for our life. But his life, barring any kind of strange, strange situation, is going to be basketball on some level. Right. So even if you don't say he's turning pro, so you don't have to worry about paying him, if you just had a camp where you just had access to all the best stuff, all the best trainers, all the best training facilities, I, I don't know that if in four years of high school you would get that. There's restrictions on how much you can practice. Yeah. You know, it's just I, – I, I just don't know. I, I wonder if, if we're not kind of – making a, a a a law for everybody when it doesn't but isn't that that's everybody. what a lot of our laws are our laws are for the average everyday situation they're not right. for the um for the anomaly so yeah i i think i think some people even look into that stuff they go to their there are sports schools in arizona now there are just schools where they work on your sport and you have your classes, but your classes, I think, are just to get your, um, you know, to get your degree. It's not like tough classes. It's uh, they're tough. I think enough. those classes are ten minutes long. They just walk in, hold their phone up. Anything you need to know the answer to, it's right here. Right, now let's get right. back on the back. Just to make they sure you put their phone back in their pocket. Yeah. Make sure you can get your seven hundred on the SAT and uh, whatever you need on the ACT. Um. Yeah, I mean, you make a great point. Are we just used to what we've been told you have to do? And I think there is a lot of that. Yeah, why not? If you could be a carpenter at 18, or, you know, at 17, 16, 15, why not be a carpenter too? If you're a great carpenter and you can go make uh, $100,000 a year as a 17-year-old and you could start your own business in doing that, even 16, 15-year-old, I don't know who would hire that person. It seems like that might be odd in the marketplace. But if you could, I think you should be able to. I don't know why not. Right. I mean, they used to be called apprenticeships. And I don't know. If I make a if I own a business where we get real lumber and we sand it down and we make uh, you know, oak tables and furniture that'll last for 120 years, I I think I would rather take a kid that has been an apprenticeship with a business uh, with somebody that I admire in, in the oak sanding table field. <laughs> that he's been looking at that guy for three years and working with this guy and learning the different kinds of wood rather than a kid coming out of college that's had, you know, wood training theory and a couple <laughs> philosophy classes and, uh, you know, a poli sci, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird that we don't really start narrowing down what we want to do until early in our 20s when if you think about it, I think you're the – a sponge at 15 you're not really distracted by girls quite yet and i think yeah, kind of those, those last couple of, those three years of just intense training and and, and learning that this is going to be my craft and i want to be the best and looking at what your apprentices looking at what your mentor is doing saying when i get my own shop i'm going to do this i don't i i just wonder if just kind of goofing around, which is what a lot of college students do. Let's keep it 100 because of their age. And then coming out of school at, at 20 years old with, you know, $200,000 in debt. I wonder if that's the best move. I, well, think, I don't know. I don't, it's, uh, it's something to think about. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. 
All right. All right. Didn't you have something for me with uh, you had one of your uh, things that you uh, get me involved I have a new in? New game, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited about my game, man? I kind of. You know, I'm very proud of it. I, uh, I, 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 yes and no. I'm always. I, let, yeah, let's just pretend I'm thrilled. Okay. No, hey, I, 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 I like. I just I struggle sometimes. I like as I grow and learn the games a little bit. I feel a little bit a bit, bit better about myself. So let's. Uh, this was the. Uh, this is your elevator pitch, right? This is my elevator pitch, and for anybody that doesn't know, elevator pitch is a Hollywood term, and it's just saying you need to be able to explain your idea to somebody that can possibly produce and make your idea and give you money. Uh, but sometimes you don't get the luxury of sitting down with them in a conference room and talking about hashing out over an hour. Sometimes you get this person trapped in an elevator for 30 seconds, and it's called the elevator pitch. So if Frank has an idea, I say, Frank, I'm in a hurry. Just give me the elevator pitch. Give me the really quick version. So what I want to do is I have things I'm very passionate about, very strident, if you will, Frank. And I'd like to talk to the president of the United States as we get on the elevator. I know I have a short amount of time, but I want to convince him of something that eventually I think all Americans could benefit from. Boom. Elevator opens. Hey, is that you, Al Jackson? Great. Have you heard about the Mueller report? <laughs> I have. Kofi Kofi <laughs> Mr. President, the doors are closed and I need to talk to you about something. Look really at, look you got at, a minute I, for me? I have absolutely. I've got about 30 seconds. But let me just say this. Do you see how these elevator doors are closing together so no one else can get in? And it's keeping <laughs> us safe and keeping them safe because if the wall didn't close, people might fall to their death. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just making a, an obvious observation. Okay. So I see, I'll, I, I see your point, sir. Love you on the, on the show with Frank. What's his face? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's okay. He's eventually, I just want to do a show with you, Mr. Trump. But you know what? I meantime, should, you should just call that show Al. That's what I think you should do. Just call it Al. <laughs> Alan Convive. Al, Al, Alan Convive. Eh? It's, it's Canadian. <laughs> well, Mr. President, I just got back from Spain. Uh, had a great time over there, but they have a uh, tremendous. A that, those are the good Spanish-speaking people, right? That's what the they speak the King Spanish, King Spanish with a Thethea, with a Thethea, Castilian, Castilian. <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk to you. I did, it was a very strange practice over there, but I got used to it. When I was over there, I realized that they do something called siesta. It takes place around between three and five in the afternoon, mm -hmm. and everybody in the country takes a nap, including the businesses. It allows people to rest up and people emerge from their homes at five o'clock, rested up and ready to do the rest of the day and get their evening uh, together. So, I mean, what do you think about this entire country I, taking I th a nap from three to five? I think it's a terrible idea. And I think a lot of people are trying to do that. But I never stop working. I'm always working. I that's one of the things that I think is wrong. And now how we're going to make America wake up again. It's we're going to we're not going to take with these other countries doing this silly nap time type of thing. Who takes naps? Babies take naps, right? <laughs> Spain babies, Spain baby workers, not caring about how important your business is. But I've never, I don't take vacations. I don't ever, I don't do anything recreational. As you can see, you don't get this kind of body by uh, doing tons of sports. And I'm always working. So I think if other people take this, go ahead, take your siesta forever. Uh, wasn't that a Lionel Richie song? I believe. <laughs> all night long. That's why I'm working all night long, just like Lionel Richie. And you, everyone else can take their siesta forever. So, although 
Nope, I think I'm right. All right, this is my floor. I appreciate you hearing me out. Did you have a reason why you think it would be great? Because I'd love to hear from you. Well, I just, oh, elevator I, doors opening. Uh, no, go ahead. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, we can go another chance. floor. I love going. I love going from floor to floor. <laughs> well, I, you know, just I'm a I'm a 41 year old man, and uh, I think breaking up my day into two parts with a serious two hour nap could be very beneficial. I mean, everybody, you know, rested and looking young and feeling better. I just think that could be a good thing. Have you seen the Mueller report? I have. <laughs> Tremendous news. I haven't heard a word you've said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm getting off this floor. Thank you, Mr. President. I no problem. It. Great to see you, Al. Say hello to What's His Face, and I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> oh, the elevator pitch. You've done good, Mr. President. Let's uh, get this in. We, we're running short on time, but uh, obviously we got to talk about this. Uh, this uh, Instagram post has since been deleted by Dr. Dre, which, will people stop deleting tweets? It's like, it's already been screen grabbed. It's already there. Don't. Trying to delete things actually just, I feel like, draws more attention to it. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it makes you look worse than, it doesn't, yeah, it definitely makes you look worse. Yeah, I heard there's uh, you, there's software where just some accounts, just as soon as you post, it just automatically screen grabs it. So, you know, you can't do that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, can you imagine? But Dr. Dre, uh, straight out of Compton, Dr. Do you, Dre. Do you want? Do you, do you want to get to that level, or do you want not want to be at that level? Because I don't know if I'd want to be there. I don't know if I'd want to be a person where everybody Oof. cares about everything. That's it's, you're it's, so it would rich, be overwhelming, and so famous, but at the same time, it's brutal, and you don't get to really be yourself anymore. Go ahead, Dr. Dre. I'm sorry. So Dr. Dre deleted a post. It was uh, an Instagram post with him and his daughter. Very cute picture, saying, "Hey." Uh, my daughter got into USC, no jail time. Definitely trolling uh, your girl, Lori Laughlin from Full House. Um, but <laughs> She's friends with my nephew. Yeah, she's friends with the nephew. Yeah. It's going to be a spinoff. Okay. L Lori and nephew Caliendo. <laughs> yeah. But he'll, 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 yes, so uh, he, he said, you know, my daughter. I got my daughter into USC. She's doing great and no jail time, exclamation points. Uh, obviously trolling Lori. And then it came out that uh, Mr. Dre, Dr. Dre, uh, of no medical stature, just Dr. Dre, donated $70 million to USC to, uh, to an arts building, uh, an arts and technology building, I believe, uh, before his daughter ever enrolled. And upon hearing this, he then deleted that tweet. Now, I first of all, I thought it was weird that he... Can you imagine living a life where you donate seventy million dollars or something, and it slips your mind? Uh, I'd like to. 70, I'd, a part of me would like to imagine it done. Let's just stop. Cool. Let's just stop and soak that in. Uh, so now people are saying, "Well, that's kind of hypocritical, bro, because uh, you donated seventy million, and then all of a sudden your daughter's magically in this school." So, what do you think about this? Do you think that uh, I almost said Frank is wrong? Do you think Dre is wrong? Uh, do you think it was just poor timing? Do you think you should have said nothing? I think you just say nothing. I think you too many people want to get out there and troll. You say nothing because we all we're human. We all have flaws. There are issues with all of us. Um, his his probably in his defense, as bad as it might look there, if he did it legally and above the board, which I probably I believe that's the situation is people just donate those kinds of things all the time. Um, he's got all that Beats money, so from the headphones, not just the Beats he's come up with. So, um, 
I think that that happens all the time. We talked about this last week or the week before that people have been donating forever and been um, uh, what's it called when your your parents went to the same legacy college, legacy students legacy enrollments. That stuff's been happening forever. That happens everywhere on everything. That that happens in every kind of job. Any that's how it, our whole culture works. Um, the big difference was they were you know faking people on teams and stuff like that in that uh, in that recent scandal. But I think you'd be quiet because you never know what's going to come back and bite you. And I think that's a we shouldn't have said anything. Um, I if his was above board and what people always do. It kind of sucks for the rest of us, but that's what's been happening. So go figure out a way like Dr. Dre did to to make billions of dollars, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, market it, put yourself out there, take all the criticism and uh, then just be able to donate the 70 million. I'm all go for it. If you could figure should, out Do you think do you think you should be able to donate to a school that you did not go to? that your child is applying to. It just, it's a very weird thing. I mean, if you were, uh, let's say I was having a sleepover in my house with my kids. Your I didn't kids say it's right. Over. I didn't say it's right. I'm saying how right. it works. Go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, yeah. No, I definitely didn't, didn't think that you were saying it's right. Just in terms of overhauling the entire system, there, there's got to be, because using the sleepover analogy, if I have uh, 10 kids over my house, your two kids are over, and the last parent that comes in is like, hey, appreciate this. Take care of little uh, little Jamie for me and slips me 500 bucks. And you come to pick your kids up in the morning and they're sleeping on my hardwood floor. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let Jamie sleep in the uh, the Guest King uh, Serta Perfect mattress uh, bed. The rest of the kids slept on the floor. I have uh, I had, I had uh, they shared blankets. They loved it. it do, isn't that like a small microcosm of what's going on? I mean. Should you be able to, A, even let people know that you are a legacy kid? Because that's only meant to curry favor. It's not just like a fun fact about your kid. Like, oh, my kid can do 10 backflips in a row, and I also gave you $15,000, so uh, make it uh, happen, buddy. Are there any restaurants you can get into that other people can't get into in Denver or, or you know, or places where you're on TV? That's Yes, definitely. I mean, it happens to me all the time, too. And we all curry favor wherever we can. If you know somebody who works there too, if you know some people pull that, that, that happens everywhere all the time. I don't know. It's, it's just in such a grand scale that it seems so awful, but it's happening constantly and you're never going to fix it because you can't, you can't, you, you know, everybody wants to overhaul systems. You're never going to, I mean, so you can try, but I, I just don't see it being realistic. You have to live with certain way things are. Um, and as much as they might suck, just figure out ways to make yourself happy because we're all worrying about the other person, I think. And I, I learned that a long time ago when I worry too much about what somebody else is getting away with. I start to get mad in my own like, How did they do? How did this person do this? How do they? And people have done it about me where I'm at. They're like, how did you get there? How did you? How did that? You get cast on that? That's ridiculous. I've never said that, but go ahead not about me um <laughs> but you know we, we all do that and as soon as you start to worry about what's happening with somebody else and, and is it unfair yeah it's unfair in a lot of way but a lot of things make it i wouldn't say fair but a lot of the things have it make sense because listen the guy created more than one thing he's you got to put him in genius category too right he's got most music definitely it's all over decades if that's what he's doing 
He wants to, you know, ensure his kid gets in somewhere. What if he didn't have kids and he gave $70 million? So if you have kids, you can't give $70 million. What if he gave the $70 million before his kid ever wanted to go there? Now, it sounds a little fishy to me, but what if what if that's the way it was? Then the kid can't go there? You want to make a law that the person can't? That's part of the freedoms we have is sometimes people are going to get away with a lot more and the rich people are going to get away with the most. The richer you are, the more you get away with. I've gotten away with certain things. I'm not rich enough to get away with everything. Some people get away with almost everything. Um, and... Uh, but then, but if if I worry about them, I'm just going to make myself miserable. So good for them. Go on. I'll just try to be the best person I can. All right. And with that said, I want to talk to you about drugs. All right. My favorite topic. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm not a fan. Obviously, uh, I do. Uh, I will do a little bit of the marijuana when I want to go to sleep. It's legal here in Denver. Um, you know, I don't drink anymore. Uh, so I do like that. But other than that, prescription drugs, not a fan. Don't take really don't take much of anything. I'm a big old country boy. I don't get sick that yeah, much. I just take but, Advil. Yeah. Advil's regularly. Uh I got a lot of injuries. I got do you have of, ailments? Yeah, I got bad bad leg and all sorts of stuff. All right, we're we're we are we're we we've been we've been uh packing a lot in today. So we got we, let's get moving on this. The uh this one's quick. Uh you know, yeah. obviously we have Frank is apprehensive. This one is Frank knows drugs with the que- it's the it's the black guy question emoji right there. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> black guy question emoji. Okay. Yeah. By the way, next show, I want to see, I just want a screenshot of your most recently used emojis, and I'm, we're going to compare them. I want to see which ones you use, which ones I use. But this one, this is called Frank Knows Drugs, and <laughs> what it is is I found all these interesting drug names because uh, when I was into my doctor's office getting my physical, as everybody over 40 should do regularly, uh, I saw this chart of these crazy drug names, so I wrote them down. I want to see if, Frank, if you can tell me what some of these drugs do. The first one is called Anacar, and I will spell it for you. A N A K I N A R. Anacar. What does that do? So how do you spell it? A N A K I N A R. Anakinar. Are you saying Anacar? Anak. <laughs> Anacar. It sounds like you you get a boat. Anacar. Uh, Anakinar. Um, that is uh, a drug for awareness. Um, <laughs> Basing that on Anakin Skywalker, uh, as you should, and metachlorian counts uh, being low, so raising them to raise your Jedi awareness. And this is uh, more my comic geek friends would get than uh, than most of this audience. So Anakinar, uh, which also might be a a Russian woman, a Russian model. Um, oh, Anakar. Anakin, you're missing a syllable. Anakin, 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 Anakin. Uh, so awareness to to help with awareness. I like that you're kind of close. It starts with an A. It's for arthritis. <laughs> arthritis. Ah, arthritis. Arthritis. I he I went to school Arth- with him. Arthritis. He was a good guy. Didn't yeah. move very fast. Nice guy. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> Next one is Dom Paradom. D-O-M-P-E-R-I-D-O-M. That's a hangover remedy for someone who's had too much champagne. Don, Don, <laughs> Don for Don Perignon. Um, You're joking, but that's a great idea because champagne gives you horrendous hangovers. It's all sugar. Um, 
Dom, Dom Perry. Uh, it is for Dom Paradom. It's. I'm just gonna go that way. Uh, uh, headache medicine. A headache medicine. Not yeah. uh, you're you're about a foot off in terms of where it works. It helps the ladies uh, stimulate breast milk production. Uh, sometimes <laughs> yeah. the factory the factory is closed and the lights are off. Sometimes you got to go in there and flick all the lights on and I thought, uh, turn the computers on. I thought you meant figuratively with a foot off. You were talking about from head to breast. Yes. Uh, an actual foot off. That was beautiful. Um, okay. So I'm 0 for 2. That's uh, par for the course. Usually where, there we go. usually where I'm at in one of your games, but a little bit better at it. Yeah, all right. This one, uh, you're going to get this one. I'm, I'm channeling all good things. Uh, Frank, what would you tell me that xylometazoline does? X Y L O meta, M E T A, zoline, Z O L I N. What does xylometazoline do? Uh, I think xylophone when I hear xylometa, um, zoline, oline. Um, xylophone. World piece. Xylophone is a percussion instrument. Uh, Metal world piece. Beat somebody. Um, that's uh, <laughs> again headaches. I'm thinking. Uh, I like where you're going. Zoline. Zoline. Something in your head area, sinus maybe. Um, headache again. Headache. Sinus. See. I'm gonna give you this one because okay. it is a decongestant. And it does clear your head. So yeah. I think, Frank, you got your first official one. Who would have thought it'd be xylometazoline? I, 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 had a, I had a hunch. Yes, and also, can we get them to sponsor the show? Come on, xylometazoline, do better. <laughs> All right. All right, Any Frank, this is going to be the last one. Uh, now, you can get back to 500, which can get you into the into playoffs. Into the Hall of Fame. Years in Hall, the East. Hall of Fame as, as a baseball player. Oh, yeah. Your first ballot, 500. Okay. Right now, you're batting 333, which you got to have a lot of homers. All right, um, we have, I love this name. This might be my favorite name. Moxifloxin. Woo! M-O-X-I-F-L-O-X-A-C-I-N. Moxie. Uh, Moxie. Thinking about Moxie. You got a lot of Moxie, kid. Uh, flow. Flow of the Moxie energy. Energy. Uh, what oh uh, like uh flow oxen flow oxen moxy flow oxy like oxycodone flow ox 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 how do you spell it x y l no that's xylomed they are one off it's moxy oh come on al m o x i moxy f l o x a c i n um. You know, I think like mox, amoxicillin, like penicillin, Ooh, which is uh, a uh, a penicillin. Is that um, go with this? Go with is this. That, are those uh, are those essentially the penicillins? Is that are those? Uh, this could even be totally wrong, but I'm just going an an antibiotic. Yes, Frank, you're missing your calling. You should, you should be <laughs> predicting drug names full time. That's exactly what <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know where that career will take you, but it is predicting a career drug names full time. <laughs> Frank has uh. sadly walked away from the stage to predict drug names full time, but it is it is uh, a, an antibiotic. So I love that. All right, look at okay. you finishing at five hundred first ballot Hall of Fame. Can I do your induction speech? Or are you going to give that to your wife or your kid? Nah, you're, you're in. Selfish. You're in. It gets you okay. the Al part of Al and Frank. 
<laughs> All right, Frank, we're going to we're going to wrap on a good note. Uh, plug plug yourself to the people and where you're going to be. Uh, Frankonstage.com for everywhere I'll be. And um, I'm going to be at the improvs, uh, different spots of the improvs across the uh, just doing single nights, working on stuff here and there. Ontario, Irvine, Brea, Houston, Chicago, I believe. And some other stuff. Like I said, Frankonstage.com. Looks like I'm going to be doing. Uh, speak for yourself with Jason Whitlock and Marcellus Wiley, a little part on there this week, hanging out with those guys. And um, uh, before you plug yourself, when we get out of here. Two things. One, uh, I'm going to give you a game next week. I'm going to play the game and make you come up with stuff. Uh, oh, I've decided. I'm ready. I'm ready. And also, you had me watch a movie. A movie. Um, abducted in plain sight. I want our audience to watch that over the next few weeks so we can talk about it and not worry about spoilers. Abducted in plain sight on Netflix, probably Apple TV and all the other stuff. And we'll, we'll put that up on social media for people to make sure they watch it. Cause it blew my mind how ridiculous it was. And I don't want to give anything away. I just want to talk about it in a couple of weeks. Cause it'll be great fodder for us. Your social media is Al Jackson at Al Jackson, IG on Instagram. And what are the others? And just Al Jackson on Twitter. And uh, I will be at the hilarities in Cleveland this Thursday, Friday and Saturday. No, excuse me. This Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, and uh, then you could say hello to Nick. I Jeez. Will say <laughs> Let me just exactly say it. this. Ah, uh, Al, it's going to take me 57 minutes to just uh, finish my sentence. Do I look like uh, mm, some type of German soldier, even though I'm Greek? <laughs> Do I? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. To our audience that doesn't know Nick Casas, first of all, shame on you. He's, he's every man's grown man goal nick is probably in his early 70s and i still think he could definitely kick my ass he's the nicest guy ever but you could tell he's just an old tough greek guy uh he, he runs a first class operation there at hilarities him and sam and i just love that plus that's my hometown so cleveland y'all come on out and frank i'm gonna be in your hood yeah. uh at the end of next month i'll be at the tempe improv maybe i can uh talk to the club about banning you <laughs> that's plenty no, I'm, already done. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try and twist your arm and see if I can get you to do a couple uh do a special drop in. I call uh, those gonna do, I call uh, those hero sets. Hero sets. Yes. Oh yes, you're gonna save the show. And then we can do uh our first face to face podcast. I feel like we're doing yeah. this like um live via satellite, so I'll be able to to caress your hand as we talk. Love it. Sounds good. Uh until next week. I love you. Love you too. Ready, break! <laughs> <laughs>